Hey, because you can handle the truth. Hi, everybody. This is Dave on Kleist, and we all know that knowledge is indeed power. So let's power up. <laughs> The opinions expressed on this broadcast are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors of this radio station. Well, (laughs) I hate to think about what's going to happen when they find out that it's the truth. (laughs) Oh, oh, my goodness. I can't imagine how many heads are going to blow off. It's going to be incredible, absolutely incredible. There's so much stuff going on, I don't even know where to start, you know. I mean, I have some notes here, but, I mean, I could, might as well just take this and throw it away. Uh, where do I start? Well, i tell you what. Um, there are several different topics I want to get to today. And um, I, I think that maybe I'll start with the really off-the-mainstream topic of UAPs, UFOs. Now, uh, for those of you who are familiar with that website I've been mentioning, the IngersollLockwood.com website, there are so many references there, hidden links, uh, having to do with the back engineering of downed extraterrestrial craft. All right? I'm going to go there. Uh, I know some of you folks are going to, oh, no, you're going to talk about UFOs. Yes, I'm going to talk about UFOs. Well, I'm going to tell you my own personal story. All right. Now, this is the God's honest truth. I can only speak from my own life experience, and I'm going to share it with you. When I was a kid, uh, my dad was a career man in the Air Force. He was a pilot. You know, they, they say that you know, of all the people in the Air Force, only one out of 500 are pilots. Well, my dad was one of those one out of 500. He was a pilot, but he wasn't just a pilot. He was a trainer pilot. He was a test pilot. He was a fighter pilot. And he taught all the green pilots how to fly. He was Top Gun. That's right. My dad was Top Gun in the Air Force. And as a very proud son, I mean, I used to go to the uh, to the store and I, I bought these models. Remember when we were kids, all the guys out there, I'm sure we remember models. We used to put, you know, Ravel models. And I had all these models that I put together and they were hanging from the ceiling with, you know, a fishing line. And I could identify, I could ID all these planes at night by their lighting configurations. I knew, I knew the planes. I mean, I was hanging out on the Air Force Base all the time. So, you know, that was my background when I was a kid. I knew all these planes. Anyway, one evening I was riding home on my bike. And this was uh, when I, we, we were stationed up at Elmendorf Air Force Base uh, in Anchorage, Alaska. And um, <laughs> I got to tell you, I was riding my bike. And there, the mountains were over to my left, and uh, I was going down the hill, and I could see the mountains, and the stars were all out. And by the way, when you're up up there in, in, in Alaska, I mean, the skies are so filled with stars, unbelievable. So anyway, I'm riding my bike, and all of a sudden, I see this shooting star, oh, so, or so I thought it was. And it came shooting straight down, and it stopped. I said, What? It stopped, and the mountains were behind it. So, I mean, it was no longer in the far distant sky. I mean, this thing was right in the general locale here because the mountains were behind it. Anyway, so it comes down, and it stops. And then it goes to the left and stops. And then it goes to the right and stops. 
And then it goes back to its original stopping point. And then it went straight up. And it was gone. Wow! Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm riding my bike. Oh, my God. Every hair on my body was standing on end. I go bursting in the door. Dad, Dad, I just saw this thing. It came shooting down this guy. I couldn't believe it. He goes, whoa, whoa, slow down, David. Slow down. What is it? I, I said, this, this thing came shooting down, and it stopped, and it went over here. And he grabbed me by the front of my shirt. He pulled me into his face, and he says, David, you didn't see it. But, Dad, I swear to God, I'm not lying. I saw this thing. Dad, you did not see this. You didn't see it. But, Dad, I saw it. No, there will be no more discussion. It didn't happen. You didn't see it. it. The case is closed. But, Dad, do you understand me? You're not to discuss this. This did not happen. But, Dad, it didn't happen. I don't want to hear another word about this. And if I ever hear you, if I ever hear you talking about this with anybody, you will be grounded forever. Anyway. So. That was my first experience seeing something that was very strange in the sky. About 20 years later, uh, after my dad retired, I went to visit with him. And we were talking, and the subject came up. I said, Dad, you remember when I came home and I was so freaked out, I burst in the door and I saw this thing? And he says, yeah, Dave, I remember that. I remember that. I said, well, did I see something or not? He says, yeah, you saw something, but I couldn't have you talking about that. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm the pilot. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm in charge of the department there. I couldn't have my son running around talking about UFOs. I mean, Operation Blue Book was still in progress. You know, I mean, we used to see them all the time, he said. We call them bogeys or we call them Santa Claus. Or we call them Foo Fighters, you know. But I couldn't have you talking about that. So anyway, uh, that was the first time I saw something. Now, since that time, I've had four other very unusual sightings. Um, I'm not going to get into the details. You're just going to have to trust me. I was saying, you know, one of them was in broad, actually a couple of them were in broad daylight. Um, the most, the most profound one that I saw is when I was down in Argentina and, uh, it was a, a very huge V shaped, almost triangular, um, object. And it was huge. I would have to say it was several thousand feet up in the, up in the air and it was absolutely silent and it was just floating right by. It was huge. I put my hand up. I was like, <gasps> I put my hand up to the sky, and it went from my thumb to my pinky. I mean, this thing was big. And uh, But anyway, so I've seen these things. I've, I've seen these things. Now, whether they are of this world or another world, I can't really answer that. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because on that Ingersoll Lockwood website, there are several links having to do with UAPs, one of which is a uh, the Pentagon report for the year 2022 on UAPs. And then there's another one. Uh, there are several different posts there. One of them traces the back engineering of disks back in the 30s and 40s by the Germans and how they had a base in Antarctica where they were supposedly flying these things. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, I'm going to I'm going to tie all this together in a few minutes here. But I wanted to bring that up because there are more and more sightings. If you're on Facebook or if you're on any one of the social media, uh, you know, people are posting all kinds of videos of things that they're seeing. Now, I will admit that there are a bunch that are bogus. There are always people that are going to make something and say, oh, OK, here's a UFO. And, and you, you can tell it's fake. But that's to be expected. You know, they're going to throw out misinformation and throw you down a rabbit hole so that people who talk about this stuff are can be called wackos or conspiracy theorists or, you know, Elvis sighting chasers or Bigfoot or whatever. OK, 
by my own personal experience is that yes they are real now some of them may be terrestrial i mean dr stephen greer has been talking about this for years years and years i remember i interviewed him uh, in the summer of 2001 before the 9-11 attacks <clears throat> i mean that was right after he had a massive press conference in washington uh and i believe that was in may of 2001 but the point is is that the subject uh is coming up all the time now we've all seen the type the tv show ancient aliens you know and and there's, you know, of course, Eric Von Doniken did his book uh, back in the 70s, The Chariots of the Gods. And, uh, and it's because of my own personal experience that I've, I've had an interest in this for many, many years. And so, and now that a lot of people are tying it together as far as the uh, extraterrestrial factor going back for tens of thousands of years. I mean, after all, our official recorded history only goes back um, about 6,000 years. I mean, you know, the official historical record of how the pyramids were built in Egypt. I mean, we don't know how that was done. And we look at all the, the structures in, in South America. You know, there's Machu Picchu. There's places in the Far East, uh, all these different pyramids. And you see how these walls, these stones were cut with such precision that you can't get a razor blade in between them. We don't have the technology to do that. How did all that stuff come about? And how is it that they've got these depictions of these beings um, holding a purse. It looks like a little purse. And uh, what's in their other hand is like an acorn. And this being, you know, they find this, you know, in, in Asia. And they find the same picture of this, almost the same guy in, in, uh, in Africa and in South America. I mean, how are all these things all tied in? Now I'm going to uh, get some feathers ruffled. Because when I try to tie all this stuff in, with, uh, with our quote-unquote official historical record, and you couple that with uh, the biblical uh, rendition of our, of our history. And, uh, and I did a lot of digging in that, too, by the way. Back in the, uh, in the 90s and early 2000s, I, I dug fairly deeply into uh, the Bible and the, the books that surround the Bible. I mean, in the book of, uh, of, uh, of Joshua, it, it asks the question, is it not written in the book of Jasher? And in 2 Samuel, it says, Behold, it is written in the book of Jasher. So I got a copy of the book of Jasher, and I read it. And then I also read some of the other books around. Okay, then there's the book of Enoch, the books, you know, first and second book of Enoch, where they talk about the fallen angels, etc., etc. And how does this tie in with the possibility that we have had extraterrestrial contact with humanity since the dawn of humanity? How does that work? Okay, And in the Bible, you can get your Bible and read in Genesis, it says, And God said, let us create man in our image. That's plural. It's not singular. So is God a singular entity? Or is God a collection? Or a, co a collective, I should say. And when we refer to God, should we refer to God as he? Or should we refer to God as they? I'm not going to talk pronouns. Don't even go down that road. <laughs> I identify as a cat. No, let's not even go there. But anyway, the point is, though, is that there's uh, real serious questions being raised. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because the entire world right now is on a razor's edge. I mean, there's all kinds of crap hitting the fan all over the world right now. We're really worried about where this country is going. And where, indeed, you know, humanity is going. So 
when I think about about all of these different things, these different puzzle pieces, trying to put them together, what kind of event do you think is going to happen to basically hit the collective donkey between the eyes to get his attention? Now, a lot of people in this world don't like to talk about religion or politics. I mean, how many times have we heard that? When you get together for Thanksgiving or Christmas or some holiday or something like that, how many times have you heard it? Polite conversation should never include religion or politics. Well, wouldn't that guarantee stagnation? If we can't talk about religion or politics, then how are we to progress in our ideas and concepts? How are, how are we supposed to communicate with each other and learn from each other? Well, maybe that's sort of like, maybe that's part of the plan. Maybe they don't want you talking about that type of stuff. You know, I'm sorry, I'm thinking outside of the cage. I mean, well, you've heard, think outside the box. Boxes are easy to break out of. Most boxes are made out of cardboard or flimsy wood. You can kick yourself out of a box easy. But a cage is different. And we've been all living in an intellectual cage. Well, I'm here to tell you that, you know, this is like a Red Pill 101 type of a broadcast. I invite you to think outside the cage. Now, I'm not saying that anything that I'm saying is the absolute gospel truth. I'm just throwing ideas out there. And hopefully, maybe you'll think about them. But the point is, <clears throat> we have a very, very crucial year that's happening right now. 2024, this is going to be a year like I don't think any of us will ever forget. There's so much on the table right now. And I think the whole world can see it. The whole world can feel it. There is a great awakening, a consciousness shift, if you will. No, I'm not going to get all esoteric about it. But, you know, but big Big things are happening all over the world right now that are getting people's attention. Now, we all know that there's this battle between the white hats and the deep state, white hats and black hats. Okay, and yes, I do believe, yes, there are white hats because I actually sat in a white hat meeting back in the 90s. And I'm not going to go, I already told that story. Maybe I'll tell it some other time. But, but I know that there are good guys in the military and there are good guys all over the world that see what's been going on with these these dynastic families who actually believe that the world is theirs. They own it. They want to com you know, completely own and control the world. And that's what World Economic Forum is all about. You know, I mean, that's what the UN and the WHO is all about. They want to control the entire world. And don't you think for one New York minute that they care about you because they don't. I mean, it was etched in the Georgia Guidestones. I mean, they were blown up last year, but for years and years, the Georgia Guidestones, the number one tenet says maintain humanity in under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. 500 million. That's only that's a half a billion. Right now, the population is well over seven and a half billion. So what are we going to do with seven billion people? According to the globalists, you all got to go. Okay, do, do you have your ticket to, get to stick around? No, I don't either. The point is, is that these, these megalomaniacs, these psychopaths, these insane people think that they're going to take over the world and destroy humanity. That's their plan. That's what they, they're, they're proud of it. So, now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tie all this stuff together. Trust me on this. So, what's going to happen this year? Now, we know that, uh, that so much is being exposed. The COVID-19 pandemic is now being recognized as such. 
They're realizing now that, yes, this was not a vaccine. It is a bioweapon. And people are dying all over the world. I mean, last week the numbers came in. 17 million people have died as a direct result of these vaccines, or shall I say injections, or shall I say biological weapons. Australia is waking up. New Zealand is waking up. America is waking up. Europe, Europe is tearing itself apart. The EU, the EU is screaming about this. And as a matter of fact, um, the, the son of the co-founder of the World Economic Forum, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, but he is calling for the Swiss government to basically arrest everybody in Geneva tied with Gavi and the WHO, these globalists. And they need, to, they need to face charges of democide, global murder. I mean, so the world is indeed waking up. Now, don't think for, for a second that these bad boys, these globalists, don't have plan A, plan B, plan C. I mean, these are the type of people who will punch holes in the lifeboat if they know their, boat, their ship is going down. I mean, that they would think nothing about deploying the Samson option. The Samson option is basically... If they know that they're going to be destroyed, they will use every weapon that they have and destroy the entire world. If I can't have it my way, then nobody's going to have it anyway. It's my planet. I'm good. It's mine. That's, that's the way they feel. That's the way they think. So what kind of event do you think is going to come up this year, in this wonderful year of 2024? Well, you know, the term black swan has uh, isn't used very often. As a matter of fact, it's a it's a phrase that's commonly used in the world of finance, and it's a uh, <clears throat> a very negative event uh, that's impossible or difficult to predict. In other words, black swan events are events that are that are unexpected and unknowable. And by the way, the term was uh, was brought up by a guy named Nas- uh, Nassim Nicholas Taleb, former Wall Street uh, Wall Street trader who wrote this concept in a 2001 book called Fooled by Randomness. So usually a black swan event refers to some sort of a financial collapse. However, there are more and more people now who are bringing up this issue about a black swan event. As a matter of fact, uh, on Fox News, Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis said the following. Let me see if I can cue this one up here. Start treaty, uh, and with China not in any constraints by a treaty, um, you know, things are getting rather dicey here, and there could be a black swan incident, as you've indicated earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's mentioning a black swan event. And then there's General Flynn. General Flynn said the following. Under, he doesn't know how that's going to happen. He, you know, he's not, he's not, uh, wasn't speculating about exactly how something like that is going to happen, meaning, you know, that the 2024 election doesn't occur. But that's pretty much what he said, was that the, he can see a scenario, as I, as I can, a scenario that, that we don't have an election in 2024, that some other, and they call them black swans, some other black swan type event occurs, or maybe yeah. there's some, maybe there's a couple of black swan type. There you go. So what is this black swan stuff they're talking about? Well, we have a break coming up, and when I come back, I'm going to lay out a couple of possible scenarios that might basically describe a black swan type of event that could happen. So, with that said, I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. 
and we'll discuss this further. This is Dave Von Kleist, and these are the WTF reports. Stay with us. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats. And even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Excuse me, sir. What is it? There's a segment of the population out there that have figured out our monitoring capabilities and they're not happy about it, sir. Well, it's too late for them to do anything about it. (laughs) Take them a message, would you? Yes, sir. What is it? Every step you take, every rule you break, every job you take, and every dime you make will be watching you. That's right. They are watching you. Not they will be watching you. They are watching you. Every keystroke that you make on your device or your computer is being recorded. Every text message that you send to everybody you know is being recorded. Every conversation 
you have is being recorded. Welcome to a free world, folks. All right, 23, no, almost, call it 24 minutes past the hour, whatever hour you're sitting in. I'm Dave Von Kleist. This is the WTF Reports. And, uh, yeah, I'm all over the map with a bunch of different uh, topics today. So far, we're talking about uh, UFOs. We're talking about the possibility that uh, maybe these biblical uh, references have to do with UFOs. I mean, there's talk of angels all the time. Now, I know that a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, UFOs are all demons. They're demons. Well, wait a second. What about the the extraterrestrials, the ETs, the <clears throat> angels that spoke to so many people in the Bible? An angel came to Mary and told her that she was going to be with child. Was that a demon? Okay, so we can't we can't say that they are all demons. I mean, you know, Archangel Michael, Gabriel. I mean, they're not demons, are they? But they are indeed angels. That means that they are extraterrestrials. So it's sort of like the, the Wizard of Oz. Are you a good witch or are you a bad witch? Okay, there are good angels and bad angels, fallen angels. It's all in the book of Enoch. Okay, and it's also in the Bible. You know, the, the sons of God fell, came to earth and, and mated with the, uh, the daughters of men, you know, creating the Nephilim. Okay, well, I'm not even going to go down there. But the point is, is that we don't know which extraterrestrials are the benevolent and which are the malevolent. So we can't label them all as demons. I, I do believe that there is a battle going on, a spiritual battle of, dare I say, biblical proportions going on right now for the soul of humanity. And it's up to us to open our eyes, our minds, and our hearts and be honest with ourselves and the ones around us. And above all, make your decisions based upon love. If love is not part of your decision-making process, you need to rethink your decision. It's very simple. Anyway, I want to get back to this thing about the black swans, the black swan events. Now, in this year, we've got all kinds of global threats going on. Now, what kind of a black swan event could happen? Well, the WHO is really pushing right now. They want to have complete and total and absolute dictatorial control over the entire world in the event of a health crisis. Okay, the WHO uh, head, Dr. Tedros, is saying it's not a matter of when, and it's not a matter of uh, uh, it's, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Okay, here is here he is talking about disease X. You need to hear this. Annually, list the emerging diseases, uh, and uh, MERS could be one, Zika, <laughs> Ebola. Those we know. Okay, I got to pause it right now. Those diseases he just mentioned, they're all patented. Do you understand what that means? They are patented. You cannot patent an, a naturally occurring uh, uh, disease. You can't patent it. But the ones he just mentioned are all patented. Hmm. Let's carry on. But then we said there are things that are unknown that may happen. And anything happening is a matter of when not if. So we need to have a placeholder for that, for the disease we don't know that may come. And that was when we gave the name disease X. Um, so disease X is a placeholder for uh, unknown um, disease. 
Um, but he says dizzes. They, I mean, he's saying diseases, but he's not pronouncing it well. That's okay. I just wanted to start by clarifying that because there is already a lot, a lot of attention. If I may, although COVID came immediately, uh, we were preparing for COVID-like uh, diseases. You, you may even call COVID as the first disease X. All right, I'm going to stop it right there for lack of, you know, lack of time to carry, let him carry on. So he just said that COVID was sort of like the first disease X. Well, there's another one coming down the road. And some of you may recall uh, Bill Gates and Melinda with a smirk on their face saying, hey, look, at uh, this COVID-19 is basically just to get everybody's attention, something like that. So, I mean, they have a plan, all right? And they have all these diseases, and they are patented, patented. They were created, all right? Now, the disease X, we don't know what that's going to be, but what we do know or what they're feeding us is that it's like 10 times worse than, than COVID, and it's like a, got a 100% kill rate. I mean, this is, this is a fear machine on steroids. Now, before we go any further, how many of you have done any research into this guy, Tedros? I suggest you do so because he was he's been charged with crimes against humanity, uh, humanity and genocide in Ethiopia. Do a little search. I'm not I'm not going to pull it all up here now. But this guy, Tedros, is not a good guy. He's not a good guy. Anyway, let's carry on with this. I got one more thing, one more puzzle piece to throw into this uh, this overall pictures, and then we're going to open up the phone lines. If you want to join the phone, the uh, conversation, call in now, 512-248-8252. And if you're a first-time caller, you get the whistle. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are Okay, I got the bumper coming in here. Attorneys. We are legal researchers. And Let me know if we got any callers. Lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Broadcasting from the most confused, dumbed down, manipulated, and brainwashed nation on the face of the planet with news that they hope you never hear. This is a WTF Reports with Dave Von Kleist. Hi there. <laughs> Thirty-four minutes past the hour, whatever hour you're sitting in on this Tuesday, January twenty-third, twenty twenty-four. All right, we're uh, hitting on a whole mishmash of topics today, but uh, I, I, I promise you, they are all connected. They are all tied together. They're all like puzzle pieces. You can't get the big picture unless you examine each one of these puzzle pieces. And believe me, folks, there are tens of thousands of them. And it it isn't until you've examined each puzzle piece and you start to fit together, then you get to see the big picture. And I will tell you that it's a pretty scary picture. But you get some more puzzle pieces together, and then you realize, oh, my gosh, it sort of has to happen this way. It really does. And I, I've got to give you a, a website. If you've got paper and pencil, you want to write this down. This is really good stuff on this website. It is absolute1776.substack.com. I'm, uh, yeah, .substack.com. And it's got Soros-Black-Swans. And then there's a bunch of other stuff there. But if you do that, absolute 1776.substack.com slash Soros hyphen black hyphen swans. There's a really good analysis about what's going on right now. Anyway, uh, as I mentioned, it's, uh, t- mm, see, 34, 35 minutes past the hour. And, uh, yeah, we're going to open up the phone lines. If you want to join the conversation, now's the time to do it. Don't wait until the last segment because I've only got four minutes and inevitably, that's when 16 people all call in at the same time, and they all want to get on. I've only got four minutes to do it. So if you want to join, 
Call now, 512-248-8252. All right, before we went to the bottom of the hour break, we were talking about black swan events. Now, what kind of black swan event do you think would get everybody's attention? Well, of course, there's the looming economic collapse. We know that there are many, many countries that are dumping the U.S. dollar. That's not a good thing for the economics here in this country. So an economic collapse could be a very uh, attention-getting black swan. And then, of course, there's the issue about disease X, which we were just hearing uh, the WHO, uh, WHO head Tedros talking about. And again, I encourage you, I implore you to do some research on your own and find out who this guy Tedros is. Is he a good witch or is he a bad witch? Or shall I say warlock? These people are madmen. They really are. So do your own research on that. All right. So, all right. So we have a possibility of an economic collapse. That's a, that would be a, a, a good black swan. We have disease X, which could, which could be another black swan. And then we have the issue about extraterrestrials. Full disclosure. Okay. Now, this could be a black swan as well, depending upon how you're looking at it. Now, if these extraterrestrials are real... And uh, we have to determine whether they are malevolent or benevolent. All right? Well, like, like we were saying before we went to the bottom of the hour, the, the Bible is full of references of angels. Angels are not of this earth. That makes them extraterrestrials. So are they all, are they all demons? All of them? Every single one? I don't think so. I think that, they, that some of the good guys, the good ETs, have been here to benefit mankind. You know, of course, there are other ones that are not so good. And they're, they're uh, depicted in the Book of Enoch. Go on, get out of here, kitty. <laughs> Wouldn't you know, my cat decides to walk across the keyboard on my computer here. Get away from me. Anyway, so these are all possibilities of black swans. Okay, now there's another possible black swan event. And that's happening right now in front of our eyes. And unfortunately, the overwhelming majority of Americans are more concerned with the football playoffs than what's going on in the southern border. Now, we know that there are millions, millions of people crossing the border right now. Many of them are between the ages of 18 and 25. They are of military age, and they're not traveling with their families no, when you go to war, you don't bring your family with you, do you? No, you leave your family at home. You go off to war by yourself. So all of these military age guys are coming across the border, and the WHO and the uh, the UN and the Red Cross are giving them maps on the easiest places to cross the border, and once you've crossed the border, where to go. Okay, well, listen, you guys, you can go to Cincinnati, you go to Boston, you go to Atlanta, you go to Chicago, you go to Denver, you go to L.A., you go to San Francisco, you go to Seattle, and I'm, I'm guaranteed to you, I can't prove it, but I guarantee you they've got addresses where they will go and they will have a safe house, they will be clothed, they will be fed, they will be briefed, they will be trained, they will be armed, and then they will be given their mission. Think about that. That's going on right freaking now, folks. So we just may see uh, terror cells 
exploding here in this country in the very near future. And I mean very near future. This is 2024. The bad boys, the, the dark, you know, the, the uh, black hats, they are desperate to stop the, the, uh, the awakening that's going on all over the world. You know, they have to do something that's going to clamp down everybody. They want to shut down every. And oh, then there's a possibility of an Internet collapse, an EMP, shall we say. I mean, they sort of told you that that movie that just came out a month or so ago, you know, leave the world behind with Julia Roberts. It's called predictive programming. They're going to show you what they're going to do to you. And then they do it to you. And then you sit there and go, what happened? So, I mean, these are all the possible, these are all possible black swan events. And I wouldn't put it past them to pull one out or two out or all of them out because they are desperate right now. The world uh, control system is in the process of being dismantled. These oligarchs, these dynasties, these monsters, and yes, they are Satanists. And I, I got to remind you, it doesn't make any difference what you believe. It doesn't make any difference what I believe. What matters is what they believe. And I guarantee to you, they don't have your best interest in mind. They want to control the world. They are Luciferians. They are Satanists. And they're open about it. We discussed this a couple weeks ago. Do a search. Jacob Rothschild, Mariana Abramovich, photo. And the two of them are standing in front of a portrait of Satan releasing his demons. Now, if the Rothschilds are Satanists, and they're the ones who put together the Balfour Declaration to create a Zionist state of Israel, is this a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. But anyway, so this, this is why I'm saying I want to throw all this stuff out there. I told you I'd tie it all together. We can talk about extraterrestrials, UFOs, UAPs. We can talk about demons. We can talk about terror cells. We can talk about disease X. We can talk about black swan events, but all of them are tied together. Every single doggone one of them. Now, what's going to happen? I don't know. But maybe it's time for those of us who believe in the Second Amendment you know, some of, some of us have their concealed carry permits. I suggest you start exercising that right. Because if these terror cells start going out there into shopping malls and schools and shooting people, who's going to stop them? You know, the, the Uvalde police officers right now, they're, they're, their butts are in a sling. A lot of them are going to be facing lawsuits because of the time it took for them to respond to that shooter last year in Texas. So, I mean, if all of a sudden you got some crazy mass shooter... But there are people who actually are armed. They can stop it. They could stop it right away. And this is something that we may have to consider doing, especially with all these military age immigrants coming across. And they don't like this country. I'll guarantee on to you. And if they're going to be uh, released into the public to do their dastardly deeds, it's going to be us to take care of business. And that's exactly what's going on down in Texas. Do you know that 25 governors around the country are sending aid to Texas so they can close the border? And the federal government's trying to stop them. That's Biden. Biden's trying to stop Texas from defending its border. Where does the federal government get off doing that? There's, they don't have the, the, the authority to do that. The Constitution says that, the, that they have exclusive legislation to be exercised in all cases whatsoever uh, over such district not exceeding 10 square miles. 
The federal government has jurisdiction on 10 square miles. That's Washington, D.C. Period. Done deal. Finished business. End of story. If, if that's not the case, then why do we have state borders, a state constitution, a state legislature, state senators, state congressmen, state police officers, state governors? What's the point of having states if the federal government is in control of everything? Well, the answer is they're not. We just don't know that. Anyway, all right, time to go to the phones. And, uh, yeah, the phone number here is 512-248-8252. And let's go to Utah. Say hello to Tom. Tom, I believe you're a first-time caller. You get the whistle. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm on the radio. How are you doing? Seriously, just moments ago, I was talking with John Twitchell, who runs runs the show, uh, talked with John earlier at RBN. But I was telling you about my communication with Joel Skousen about this very oh, yeah. subject. And my, my, my view is, well, of course, I'm prejudiced, though, because I worked in pathology. I believe the real, the real instruments that they're going to be, use to clear land is biological. That way you can keep the in, infrastructure, the trees, the animals, everything, the, the gardens intact. To feed you, if you're going to occupy that acquisition. Mm-hmm. So, and since I know how you can distribute a biological agent easily, that's the one that I would choose if I was China or somebody who wanted to acquire this land. Mm-hmm. Get, get the get the human beings out of the way. Yeah. Well, you're, you're right on that one, but there's a whole different way that they can distribute those type of, uh, of uh, pathogens into the, into the uh, population. I mean, of course, we've been talking about uh, chemtrails for, uh, gosh, a quarter of a century at this point. Of course, a lot of people are saying, oh, that's just conspiracy theory. Well, just shut, up, shut up and sit down. I don't want to hear that anymore, you know? But uh, they could put it aerosolized into the air. They can put it into the food. Um, they put it into the water. I mean, we all know that that fluoride uh, has really deleterious effects on uh, your nervous system and your brain function. No, probably that's exactly why they put it in there. You know, so I mean, there's a whole different way that they can, you know, introduce uh, some sort of pathogens into the population. And then there's the issue of about binary components. Okay, something that they put in. That lot, you know, in, in your water or in your food or something that is inert. It does absolutely nothing until another element is added to it. So let's say they got something in your water and you get this stuff in your body. I don't know what it is. I'm just, you know, hypothesizing right now. But you got something in your body that's that's inert. It's not doing anything. But then a plane flies by and sprays something into the air and you breathe it. So now that's the second component, and now the two of them interact, and bang, you got yourself an, a brand new novel disease. So that's actually, another way it could be done. Actually, as far as I'm concerned, the second component is our ignorance. And all we've <laughs> got to do is put it, put it in a specific food, mm-hmm. which will transmit or vector pathogens, and, right. and actually turn your own body against itself. Well, that's exactly what's going on with the uh, this COVID thing, you know, this uh, biological weapon, the lipid particles and the graphene oxide and all this other stuff. It's destroying the immune systems. 
You know, and this is so many doctors around the world now are screaming about this. You know, uh, it's it's horrific. I mean, this is why there's an international criminal court going on. Um, gosh, and actually it was going, started a couple of years ago, um, bringing up all these uh, these monsters on charges of genocide. And uh, oh, gosh, I can't remember his name right now. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, I tip of my tongue. I hate when that happens. But, uh, no, I mean, do- the doctors and scientists that are good guys all over the world recognize this. And, uh, and that's why, you know, there's such a strong pushback right now against these vaccines. And at the World Economic Forum last week, their, their number one topic was how do we regain the trust of the people? Not that they ever had it, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I mean, this, this is a real problem for them. They're, they're looking really nervous. So. Well, even at that, I'm a little disappointed. Even with the uh, frontline doctors and all of that, they don't give you that final piece of the pie, which really would protect you from any of this attempt to take you out without, quote, destroying the infrastructure, the trees, the animals, or, or even the electrical grid. If I want to, if I want to take over a country, I don't want to be dealing with the toxins and the poisons either for conventional or even nuclear or mm-hmm. the EMP damage. I want things to be reasonably functional when I get there because I've got to survive. If I've got a, a, an army like, you know, or even I was just thinking about this influx of the illegals, they actually are going to put a burden on the food supply and actually open it up for even easier way of infecting you and infecting them, because you know what? They're going to be fodder as well, aren't they? Well, yeah. yeah absolutely. You know, and there, there's a large number of these uh, immigrants coming across. Of course, they're not being screened or tested for any type of diseases. You know, so, I mean, some of them could be infected with one of these diseases that Tedros was talking about not too long ago. Ebola or SARS or what have you. They come into well, this real, country real, and they spread reality, it and they spread the joy, you know. The reality is pathogens are not ethereal, they're not terrestrial, they're not even tactile. They have to be enveloped or packaged in a fomite of fat, flesh, plasma, or blood, and that is it. Mm-hmm. So how am I gonna be very selective about poisoning or and sickening you? I'll just give you the the happy meal. <laughs> the not-so-happy meal, yeah. By the way, we're losing too many of our patriots because they don't understand that final piece of the pie. And the medical community is laughing their way to the bank. I used to be part of that for the first 30 years of my life. The last 30, I've been trying to undo it. And let me tell you, there's not a lot mm. of happy campers when I step into the panel. Wow. All right, well, listen, we're out of time. We've got a break coming up. I thank you once again for the call, and thank you for joining the program, Tom. Hopefully we'll hear from you again. All right, we're coming up on the final segment, and if you want to join us, call us at 512-248-8252. Davon Kleisten, the WTF Reports. We'll be right back. 
Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new Ease-Off drop and lift? What in the world is an Ease-Off drop and lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. to play that what a clown show we're living in right now folks unbelievable anyway this is the final segment and this is your last chance to call in 512-248-8252 and there are a couple of really common sense things that she just keep smacking me between between the eyes okay for instance okay we've got all this problem right now with uh a gender identification you know gender uh, uh identity all right my, my my son thinks that he's a girl so I'm going to set him up with uh, with uh, surgery, 
I'm going to cut his, cut his thingy off. No, 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 no. Wait a second. If somebody is having a problem with their gender identity, if there's a girl who thinks that she's more of a guy, I mean, of course, when I was, when I was a kid, they called them tomboys. And, uh, and of course, the girls that hung out with the, with the boys, they were called them a tomboy and everything. But that usually worked itself out. However, in today's society, you know, there's, they have to say, oh, that there's something wrong. We have to fix my child. Well, if that's the case, if your little girl is having a problem thinking that she's a boy and you want to do something drastic, there's hormone therapy. Give, you, know, to, you know, give her estrogen. You know, maybe that would solve the problem. I don't know, but that's not even discussed. All right. Now, there's, and there's the people who are screaming about climate change and global warming and all that. Well, guess what, folks? They want to shut down all of the different um, uh, uh, sources of energy. Get rid of coal, get rid of oil, get rid of gas, you know, because they're all destroying the environment. Well, wait a second. The answers to those problems have been around for over a century. I mean, Tesla, you know, Tesla had figured out how to get electricity from the from the atmosphere. Of course, the powers of B didn't like that because they can't put a uh, put a meter on that. All right. So they had to shut that down. But there there are plenty of solutions to the energy problems that we have that are non-polluting. I personally met with Stan Meyer back in 96, shortly before he was killed. And yes, he was poisoned. He went to a Cracker Barrel and had some cranberry juice. And uh, shortly after that, he ran outside and says, I've been poisoned. And he dropped dead. Because he had, he had a car that he'd built that was running on water or any other liquid that you could throw in there. As a matter of fact, I saw a demonstration of him. The car that he had, he put a can of orange soda in there and drove the car. Now, we all know what happens when you put sugar in a gas tank with, with your conventional car. Your car is dead. All right. But I, I know that this, these alternative energy sources exist, but they've been suppressed by the powers that be. The old John D. Rockefeller mentality, competition is sin. So they have to wipe out the competition. So, I mean, this is, this is the, the type of mentality of the people who have been running the world. They have the solutions to these problems. We don't have to be throwing all this crap into the atmosphere. We don't have to do that. If these technologies were released, all these problems would resolve themselves. So all you folks out there screaming about climate change, you know, Greta Thunberg and all these other people out there, you know, how dare you? <sighs> you know, why don't you go screaming at these companies to release all the technology that's been suppressed for a century? That would solve the problems. Seriously. It's something to think about, folks. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I hope you've enjoyed that. And uh, join me on Thursday, same time, same place, same station. This is Dave Von Kleist and the WTF Reports. Thank you. God bless. And remember, if love isn't part of your decision-making process, you need to rethink your decision. God bless you all. We'll see you on Thursday. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. 
Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on long-term food storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply